Hey, good morning, you guys. We have another special guest because you guys know that everybody on our podcast is special. Today's podcast, um, it's very deep and very interesting. So I hope you guys can really take the time to sit down somewhere and just listen. First of all, what is your name? I'm Lynn Delmastro Thompson. <laughs> okay, Miss Lynn, can you please say what you do? Yeah, so I'm an energy healer and certified hypnotist. Okay. Hold on, you are a hypnotist. Oh, wow. So let's go start on how this all started. So tell me your story, your journey, how did it all started and why you got into this. Yeah, so I got into this because in 2004, I went through my own health crisis. So at that time, I was told I had chronic myelogenous leukemia and I was actually treated for chronic myelogenous leukemia for three years. And then I found out three years later that that wasn't even the correct diagnosis. Um, you know, I did have something going on in my health, but that was not the correct thing. And, and I had wondered for those three years, like, why did I keep getting worse and worse when every time I would go to the doctor and he would review the blood work that he did, he kept saying, well, it looks like your medication is working. Yay, it's good news. And so it was this very strange experience of like, how can you have this lab result that supposedly says, you know, you're getting better. And at the same time, you look at your own body and I had like turned into a human skeleton at one point. I lost an unhealthy amount of weight. I was exhausted all of the time. Um, psychologically, I was not really doing very well either. And, you know, I had this doctor who didn't listen to me. Like when he would ask the question, hey, Lynn, how are you doing at every appointment? I would, I wasn't one to candy coat it. I wasn't one to lie and say, oh, everything's fine, doctor. I would tell him, you know, my struggles. And his response was always to say, you look great, which was odd to me. Like, how can you tell somebody who knows when they look in a mirror that they look sick, that they look like a skeleton, that they look great? It, it just felt like this complete dismissal. So you got misdiagnosed, okay? And this is something that's happening. I'm, I'm, I could tell you I'm one of them. Okay. I been there, done that. And it's the most horrible experience. And the fun, the funny thing is that we all know our bodies. It's like a machine. We know when something's wrong with it, you know, like, hey, exactly. Like we live in it. <laughs> yeah. And we know our brain's telling us, Hey, something's wrong. So tell me how from that, how did you start finding a way of curing yourself? How did you start doing your research? Explain that part. Yeah. So kind of in that three year experience when nobody was listening to me and I actually was kind of questioning what was going on, but it was like, you know, shouting into the void. I started exploring other areas that could help me. So, you know, the first thing that happened was about 18 months into this journey, I kind of had this total mental health breakdown because not only was I had living with this diagnosis, my best friend died 18 months later. And she died of a blood clot, which was what had precipitated all of this, like coming to light in my body. So it was very, very traumatic, very close to home. And as I sunk into this deep depression and my parents kind of begged me, you know, hey, Lynn, we're really worried about you. We think you need help. I finally did get help. And then through working with that therapist, I started to realize, oh, you know, I have no tools in my tool belt. I have no skills to deal with what just happened to me because all that was recommended to me at one point was like, oh, you can go to a support group for people with cancer. And I was like, 
no, I don't want to go to a support group for people with cancer. I knew I was at that point, I don't know if I would have used the label empath, but I knew I was like sensitive to other people. And that sounded like the worst possible thing for me. So I was like, okay, how am I going to learn to navigate this? And so my therapist sent me to a class that was called yoga for healing. And I thought she was crazy at first because I was like the only yoga I had ever seen before in my life was like yoga in a gym with people bending into pretzels and standing on their heads and i was like you do know i'm like really sick and you know i don't have any stamina and i can't bend into a pretzel and she said no just trust me this is like a completely different experience you know go go to this yoga class so i did and then it was it was different it kind of was we laid on the floor most of the time we breathed we kind of created a new relationship with our bodies in that space and then I started going to something called um, biofeedback because I was like, my nervous system was completely just overwhelmed by what I was living with. And like I said, I knew I didn't have tools. And I had actually gone to biofeedback when I was 12. I had gotten horrible migraine headaches and I had this somewhat enlightened pediatrician who was like, go see this person who does biofeedback and they can actually help you learn to manage your migraines. And so I went back to it because I remembered it at that time. And, and I thought maybe I can learn to calm down. And then from that point, I would just describe it as I kind of became, you know, that movie, Yes Man with uh, Jim Carrey. I kind of became that way, but with anything to do with healing. So people would say, have you tried acupuncture? And I was like, no, but do you know a good acupuncturist? Have you ever tried Reiki? No, but, you know, do you know somebody who does Reiki? Like anything that crossed my path that I kind of felt that internal like spark of yes to, I, I tried it. And I started to feel better. So even before I found out, you know, it was a misdiagnosis, even before they started treating me correctly in the medical world, I started to feel better because it wasn't like I was, you know, the first 18 months were kind of like this hopeless time period where I was drowning. And then I started to kind of feel like I had a life raft. Yeah, it's, 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 wow. This is, this is intense. Um, I completely, feel you, you know, and like I said, people have a miss, you know, they have a lot of myths and misconception of what yoga is or what Reiki is or sound healing or biofeedback. People don't understand this, you know, now that you've experienced this and now you're a coach, you know, what is the biggest myth and myth, misconception? Of course, you said yoga, put you in a pretzel, you know, <laughs> yeah, stand yeah, on your head, <laughs> yeah, stand on your head, do the, do the small poses, you know, say, listen, I'm the yoga, but I don't know people, you know, that do it, you know, and the, here's the thing, when you talk about the healing yoga, well, besides that, what is the other misconception about people thinking about like Reiki or by if you what you being a coach now, what is a the myth, you know, that you they can tell people, hey, this is not right, you know? Well, I would say, you know, when I think about one in terms of like hypnosis now, that that's my field. I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, I'm gonna do something silly because they've seen it in a movie, like, you know, I'm gonna bark like a dog, or there's also the fear of losing control that kind of comes with that. Like I think that kind of highlights most people think I'm gonna be out of control, you're gonna have control over me, and then you can make me do whatever you want, which is totally not true. You know, in hypnosis, you can open your eyes at any point, like you're never, you know, and there's no purpose to it too. I like to say like why, 
I'm not the kind of person who'd be like, wow, I want to make you bark like a dog because it's funny. It's like, I'm here to help you heal. So that has no, no purpose or relevance <laughs> in your, your journey. Like I want to help reprogram your mind so that you can heal, not necessarily, you know, just get a laugh like stage hypnosis. But let's talk about hypnosis. You know, I am someone that has tried hypnosis before and has helped me with, you know, trauma in my life and it helped me out greatly. Hypnosis, you know, when you talk about hypnosis, it's not just about, okay, let's put you on there, reprogram you, go on your way. There's a, there's a theory behind it. You mm -hmm. know, how did you get to start getting into hypnosis? Because that is a very, very good subject about getting into it. So how do you get to that point? You know, besides the, by, you know, we already got the, we know how you think about feedback. We know all your Reiki and we know your yoga. Tell us about how, how you got into hypnosis. Yeah. So I actually brought hypnosis into my practice in just the past few years. And first it was kind of me having an experience with hypnosis. I had some PTSD from a car accident that I was trying to resolve with a lot of different things. And I thought, okay, I'm willing to try this. Like I'm willing to try hypnosis. And it did help me. Like I noticed a significant improvement in being able to, you know, drive and not have the anxiety that I was having. And then I got to thinking about it because I got to thinking many of my clients when I was doing energy work with them uh, would say to me, well, do you think that this is going to help me? And I, it was always, my answer is always the same. Of course, I think this is going to help you. I believe that this is going to help you. And I, you know, I'm not going to take your money if I don't think I can help you. But the problem is if they don't believe that this can help them, then we're kind of bumping up against a wall, right? It's like, if you don't think this can help you, then you're actually kind of shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> um, I agree with you now. Here people say, you know, and this is what cracks me up, you know, because I, I had the honor of meeting some of the leading hypnosis in the world, you know, medical hypnosis, okay? And mm -hmm. they and you had the big brawny guys that say, hey, well, you know, I can't be hypnotized. And that is a misconception. Is that correct? Because yeah. everybody can be hypnotized. Is, is another people tell me? I think there's there's a few categories or a few people who maybe shouldn't like certain men mental health disorders. It's not really the best option for certain people, but most people can be. And it's fact. In fact, I actually had somebody say that today to me in a message. She's like, "So how do I know? Like, can I be?" And you know. I think one of the the misconceptions there is we think that hypnosis means we go into this like really deep trance like you're just like so deep and i like to tell people you don't have to get that deep and in fact in the beginning you may not get that deep because this is new it's like you're not fully relaxed into it you're not trusting it so you can be mildly lightly relaxed just like maybe if you listen to you know a guided meditation and you were just kind of at that more surface level of relaxation and it can still have the same effect you don't have to be in this like trance where you know you come out of it and you're like whoa where was i <laughs> uh, by the way you guys we we when i record this you know you guys gotta understand this i get to see the person as we were talking and she is this cool expression her eyes like yeah coming out i was like pretty cool you know <laughs> like, that was eyes all rolled back in your head you know, know. <laughs> okay so all right miss lynn so let's let's talk about how you started this practice you know you've been doing this for how long now how long have you been in practice this is my 13th year wow and how many let's say how many clients have you treated in 13 years roughly don't give me a second uh, which is roughly um, i would say probably you know in the hundreds for wow. sure I, 
Yep. <laughs> what What is the as as you know being a practitioner? What is the hardest part? You know, because I I hear about doctors and nurses, you know, and they have a heart. You know, they all take stuff to heart. What is the hardest part of you? Have you ever had a a case or something? You know, that got to you that you needed like to hey, I need a break for like a, a day to just get back to myself. Because you know, we all come when you guys are almost like not just counselors, but you get to see us. You get to see sometimes a broken soul coming to you. You know, right. because of, of weight or because of, of other things that happened to them. So what is the hardest part of your profession right now? Um, I don't really feel like there's anything that's that's hard because I think the tools that I use actually are super powerful and fast. And so, like, sometimes it's hard to witness somebody have to go through a little bit of emotion and have that breakdown. You know, I, I know when I used to see people in person, I don't work in person anymore. But like having someone on my table and have them like cry could be a little bit hard to just hold that space and the natural inclination, right, is always to want to comfort somebody. And yet sometimes that emotion just has to come out, right? We don't want to squelch it down and be like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. Don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about weight loss. Big topic. Big yes. topic. You know, the weight loss industry, you know, I did a story on it and there was, it's a multi, multi billion dollar industry. There's always some type of fad diet. There's always some type of, Hey, let's try this. And you see the TV commercials. Oh, I took this pill and did this, you know? And what people understand is that you have a tool that you use for weight loss. Yeah, actually you have two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about weight loss. Cause that is big. You know, we all, there's no offense for doing COVID. Some of us gained some extra pounds, you know, yeah. because we got the TV and we had the ice cream available or stuff like that. So how can you break a cycle for people that, you know, hey, I want to do some weight loss, but we're going to start. Can we come to you and say, hey, help me out? Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of models of working on weight loss are really focused on like changing diet, exercise. I even have like a resource on my site that talks about why the calorie counting thing is like flawed science. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and so, you know, addressing like hypnosis, I use to address kind of habits, especially because a lot of why, why we're overweight or why we can't lose weight is because we have certain things that we do. So, you know, maybe when you're sad, you eat a particular food as comfort. Maybe you just have a habit at the end of a long day of like plopping down on the couch with, you know, your bucket of <laughs> ice cream and watching Netflix and it's gone. Right. So, so we can kind of create the ability, <laughs> your potato chips there that you're holding up, right? So we can kind of look at the habits that we have and, and get the mind on board because one of the things that I've been teaching about lately too with habits is the brain, even when we're trying to make a good habit change, our brain actually doesn't view that as like a good thing, right? Our brain views what it knows as safe. And so you could say, oh, I don't want to keep eating, you know, my pint of ice cream all the time. And, and I know, you know, with my logical mind, that's a good change. But your brain actually thinks that that's a bad thing because it's like that's the known, you know. So we need to interrupt those patterns. So that's one way. And then the other way that I really work with um, weight loss is actually using the energy tools that I have to rebalance. We have like dozens of metabolic hormones. 
So weight loss is actually quite complicated because we have many hormones that probably most people have never heard of before in their life. I had never heard of them before I started studying this topic. And if they're not balanced correctly, then we can try like everything right. This was my story actually with weight loss was like, I did everything right. I ate healthy, I worked out regularly and the scale just would not budge and I felt broken. And then I realized that these metabolic hormones were all out of whack for me. And some of it even has to do with like what happened to your ancestors. That's crazy, right? Like if your ancestors lived through a famine, you can have problems losing weight today. And if you don't fix that, you'll never be really getting to that place where you want to be. Yeah. Wow. So you keep on mentioning, I have these tools. I have these tools. I have these tools. So tell me some tell me your tools beside the hypnosis what because you keep on mentioning them you know yeah tell me what, you have this tool bill with these powerful tools so mention some of them and tell me a little bit about them too so tell me about yeah, definitely powerhouse like female powerhouse tool <laughs> bell with a boot you know tell me about them yeah so i'm trained into energy healing modalities that are closely related so one is called body talk and then the other is called body intuitive and both of them kind of look at understanding the story that our body is telling through the symptoms we're experiencing, whether that's like pain, um, whether that's having stomach problems, allergies, immune system imbalances, or as we were just talking about weight loss, like why, why does your body hold on to the weight? And as we see the story, that's kind of my job is to help. I'm kind of like the translator, I guess we could say, <laughs> for your body's story. I help translate that story. And as we hear the story and we unpack it, that's actually where like the change starts to happen because the body wants that to be seen and witnessed. And then we can we can use other ways of like, you know, releasing trauma, rebalancing hormones um, energetically. So it's not all about just taking supplements, which is cool. It's about like letting the body have its wisdom and, and be like, oh, so there's, you're making too much insulin. Like, let's actually tell the body, let's make less insulin. Uh, wow. So if you could take the healthcare system right now, okay, the, you, you know, the healthcare globally, because it's not just here in the US, okay, I want to, you know, but globally, you know, if people were to do stuff like this, you know, it's more natural, more, you know, we were fixing ourselves, you know, why you think that our healthcare doesn't want doesn't want that? If you could change the healthcare system, you know why would why can't we just hey try this? You know, uh, God knows there's a lot of people out there in the world that needs it right now, a lot. Yeah. So let's talk about the healthcare system. What do you see the flaws in the healthcare system right now? Oh, that's a big big topic, but I'll give you a couple of places that I think. I think one of the issues is we don't look at the root. You know, the healthcare system is not designed to figure out, well, why do you have this problem in the first place? So, like I, for example, I have many clients that have autoimmune. And if you ask the simple question when you get an autoimmune diagnosis, wouldn't you think to say, why is the body attacking itself? Why would someone's body just start to attack itself? I think that's an important question to, to wonder about, you know? And the healthcare system doesn't really look at like the whole person either, right? So it doesn't, I've never had a doctor ask me, like, have you been through, you know, traumatic experiences in your life? Have, you know, how do you process your emotions? Like when you're sad or you're angry, do you actually do anything with that? 
no. So it's all just focused on, you know, like the physical body. And it's kind of like, you know, the broken parts of, of the body is what they look at. And instead of kind of saying, well, we're a whole dynamic system of, you know, mind and body and our spirit, and we need to address our emotions and all of the things. It's just a system that, that that's not, you know, how they approach things. Yeah. I agree with you. You know, the healthcare system, you know, um, I'm one of them. I got polycystic kidney disease, PKD. Oh, there's no cure. There's no cure. The other things that go on. And then you, I mean, I went to the hospital uh, last week, bent over in pain, and they were treating me for a GI problem. It was actually, I had, even though cats can have showed, hey, you have a, your, your kidney has a blockage. They treat me for GI. They, oh, wow. They, they, they oversee. Oh well, that's what we think was wrong, and they don't even take the time to listen to people. I think they've lost the 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 nurses who listen, but the yes. doctors don't listen no more. They come in, tap tap tap. I'll try this and go home. They exactly. want to. It's a revolving door in the healthcare system. So what I love about you is that you're changing. You're helping pay, change people's lives in a way of we're we're kind of self healing ourselves. We're hey, try this and try that, you know. And you do one on one coaching. So let's talk about one on one coaching. You know how how's that? If we ever like, hey, I want a session with you, do we call you up or how do we set this up? And do you go like, you know, do you do it? Of course, people do it remotely. They, you know, so talk about the one-on-one -on -one sessions real quick. Yeah. So, you know, the work that I do with clients is usually over a period of time. So I used to do kind of that, like, you know, oh, just come for a session and, you know, that we can just decide from there. But what I found was people often right before they were having that breakthrough of like something was really gonna shift for them, they were kind of saying, well, I'm not seeing like a huge change yet. And so I've created more of containers of, you know, typically for a chronic illness, it's like a six month process to work with me because, and I always say it this way, like you didn't get here overnight. Like most people didn't develop an autoimmune disease, just wake up one morning and like one day they were perfectly healthy. The next day they have this major problem. <laughs> Same, same with many health issues. So it's kind of a, a process that has many layers and understanding that, you know, it's going to take some layers. You're going to notice changes from usually from the start, sometimes just small in the beginning, but it incrementally built to that place where you get to, you know, really experience the change that you want in your health. And with some of the stuff that, you know, your patients are talking about saying you're, you're, you're calm, you're very calming, you're, you're, you're just like, very peaceful and calming with them, you know? Now you wrote a book. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about that because here's the, you know, some people say, hey, I, I want to know more about you, you know? And I say, everything sounds great on the radio, you know? But let's talk about your book. You have yes. it on Amazon. Yes. You're, you're one of the best sellers on Amazon, but let's talk about your book. So tell me about, a little bit about your book. Yeah, so it's called You Are Not Your Diagnosis. And so it's kind of in three parts. So the first part is actually a deep dive into my story. So if you really want to hear all of the details of like what I went through in those three years, that's kind of the beginning of the story. Uh, part two is a lot of what I learned from that experience and what I want people to understand about, you know, how they can take 
kind of charge and be empowered in their health. And then the last part actually gives you some, some tools and some resources to get started. So even if you're not in the place of like, hey, I wanna hire you to work one-on-one, -on -one, I love for people to have something that they can walk away and be like, yeah, like I learned something and then I have a few things that I can start to do for myself because healing is about self-empowerment too, right? It's not about like, oh, this person, I need them for the rest of my life to fix me because I'm broken. It's like, I view myself as like a guide for people and support and I love nothing more than for people to be at that place where they're like I don't need you anymore because I'm doing so great and I have all of these tools when I have a problem uh, come up okay and the hypnosis okay because everybody has busy schedules okay we know everybody's go 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 your hypnosis sessions you could do remotely too correct you do them yes with, yeah. yep and you yep. Can, here's, here's the about hypnosis you guys listen I've done hypnosis and I love it. It is actually, you know, having a hypnosis person that could really lead you, like she's saying, show you how to do it correctly. Oh man, you could sit somewhere, you could sit anywhere, and I could kind of resell, like, with what my coach gave me at that time. I could, if I'm having a bad day, I could take a certain deep breath. I could kind of self hypnotize my way and then prevent that trauma from evolving and going if i have a bad day hey i call my coach and she'll send me hey let's do a session and you know that was good to have that so to have that availability to have someone that knows what they're doing and i mean you have a master's correct yes yes but i the, do the master's you have is pretty intense so how long did it take you to get your master's in this um two years for that yeah yeah <laughs> i actually have two master's degrees because when i was back in the story before i got sick i was like pursuing a phd in history so it's, my life took a completely different path when i got sick <laughs> you know when when we start getting sick you hear the you know we when we talk about hey you get a diagnosis like that i know when they told me hey you have pkd and there's no cure you sink so bad and the Very fact that you're, take, you're taking people and people understand that and there's loved ones around you and all that nope and the bad thing is, is unless you've been there people cannot comprehend this until you hear those words people cannot comprehend it or you hear the big c word or they mm -hmm. hear oh well you have to take you know you know you gotta take chemo you gotta take this and you gotta take that and your mindset is processing all of a sudden you get yourself into a hole we can't explain it i don't know you no. went through this but Yes, I did. I did. And I actually just recorded a podcast episode on my own podcast talking about the nocebo effect. So that mm -hmm. that impact of how the doctor gives that news, like you said, like when you're told like there's no cure for this, mm -hmm. that actually shapes, you know, how you're going to experience what's to come because you get into that negative headspace of like, oh, my goodness, there is no cure. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to die? Yeah. And that's, you know, then I, I was lucky enough to have my doctor. He came in, he pulled a chair. He sat by the side of my bed. He told me this. I said, okay, there's no cure. Take a deep breath, process it. And then you're like, you're like in a motion of shock. Mm -hmm. You know, you go through this numbness and shock. How do you help somebody go get, get out of that? Because, you know, you still, sometimes you can replay it, or, you know, or somebody went through a trauma, like, Hey, you know, they lost an off one, you know, how can you coach somebody when they just got news like that? They hear the words <clears throat> no cure or stage four or stage three or well there's chemo you know and then the, and also do you coach also a family members to help them with this do you do both or just do mainly the patient and then later the you know how do you can you help both parties um it certainly would be possible i've actually never kind of worked with family members on that but that is like it is a great thing because i remember my parents like being in the room with me and, and the trauma they experienced hearing my diagnosis 
But when I work with this kind of thing, it's actually for me less about like helping the mind to process it because in my perspective, really the trauma gets stored in our bodies. Our bodies are kind of these like warehouses of like everything we go through. And so trauma isn't just in your brain, trauma is in your body. And so, you know, a lot of people who come to me like to work on that sort of thing, it's like they've already been to talk therapy and maybe that's helped them to some degree, but they're still kind of like, why, why is this not fully resolved? And I always say, cause it's stuck in your body and it's stuck in your subconscious mind too. Like you can use hypnosis as well to work on the trauma. Um, both of those approaches aren't kind of the mainstream way of working with trauma where you go to a therapist and you talk about what happened, um, which I think can be helpful for some people. And for some people, I feel it gets, it's actually re-traumatizing to have to tell the story over and over and over again. I know it was for me. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's, a, it's hard, you know, with people, and then the words that about it is, and you know, when you process something like this, you know, um, when you're sitting there and everything has, is, I call it the calm. Okay. The calm before the storm. Okay. You try, you go on the web, you're tired, you're exhausted for trying to read about the disease. You're, you're, and the worst thing is that I love the internet because it has caught people together. I love the fact that we're connecting like we are in different states and different time zones. I love this part. What I do not like is the fact that people have become their own self doctors. You yes. know, if you find something, you read something, you know, oh, this means this. And all of a sudden you have, you know, WebMD, no offense, no offense, but we have, we become our web doctors, web, right? MD, not the Which website. And it's true. You know? And it can be scary too, because yeah. sometimes you can you can think it's worse than it really is, you know, in reality too, because we can <laughs> self-diagnose and then it's like, oh, it must be cancer, you know, like I'm reading these descriptions, it must be cancer and, and maybe it's not, maybe it's something that's actually a lot less scary. So yeah. it can be a double-edged sword because a lot of people that find me too, it's like they've done a lot of research to figure out other ways to help themselves so the internet can give you ideas of like oh try these other things but it also like medically can be quite the the scary thing of like worst case scenarios <laughs> yeah and, you know it, it is it's bad because they say okay and then you know when you have a doctor that's not listening and you feel like you're you're talking to a a, a cartoon and all you hear is wah, 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 you know and you're there turning blue like you said i was telling my doctor hey and he was not even looking at you I think that's something that you, what you're doing and bringing that connection back between the person and, and some of the listens, that is phenomenal. I think it's an important part of the healing process, you know, because the, the medical system, like you said, you don't always get listened to. You're lucky if you find a doctor who really listens. <laughs> yeah, it's one in a one. Well, I've got four doctors now and they're phenomenal, but still, it's just been the hot mess. So if you could give a tip to someone right now. Okay, someone is listening to this, you know, remember, this is global, okay, not just in the U.S., it's globally. Someone right now is extremely sick, and they're going, they, they're, they're, they're kind of giving up already. Like, they're giving mm -hmm. up. What can you tell them? What's the one thing you could tell them, you, as a, hey, as a human to human, you know, what would you say to them? I think it's important to understand there's always hope. So I think understanding that healing is possible. Like I witness it every single day with people. I've been actually doing an interview series on my podcast of like people who've healed things, like not necessarily my clients, but it's, it's amazing to know how powerful our bodies are. Our bodies, like I just interviewed somebody the other day who healed from MS and she's now traveling the globe as a digital nomad. And her story was just like, 
whoa, this is super powerful. And, and it all boiled down to like the biggest piece that I remember her saying is she didn't really realize in the beginning that, that, you know, MS was incurable. Like in her mind, she just didn't attach to that. And her doctors are like, how did this happen? Like, how did you, like, there's no evidence of tumors and lesions anymore because she, and she said, cause I just never knew that this wasn't supposed to get better. <laughs> <laughs> it, the, the unknown, not known is the best thing. Like saying, it's good to have the internet, but at the same time, not looking at it, not looking up stuff, you know, and that's, I'm one yeah. that I, I I fault to that because I don't trust my I don't trust if I go to New York I don't trust them. I yeah. go the next day and I didn't find out the blockage because I went the next day and got some paperwork. That's how I knew. Yeah, right. So. Yep. All right. Let's talk about how can we now follow you? Okay. Yeah. So we want to we we know about you. We know what you do. So let me know what is your website. Tell me about your website and then also how can we follow you. Yeah. So my website is heartfirehealingllc.com. And on the website, you can find information about working with me. There's also lots of free resources as well. And my podcast, if you want to check out my podcast. Um, and then kind of social media, I'm on Instagram at heartfirehealing. Um, I don't really use a, a Facebook business page as much as I'm, I have a Facebook group for women. So you can learn more about that. It's a free group as well. All right, you guys. Well, we have to wrap this one up, but definitely, you guys, I could sit here for hours and talk to her because it's like so. It, this topic is so intense. You know, we could talk about just go on and go on and go on, but we do have to cut this podcast. And I hate to do this, but also, you guys, please do me a favor. If you guys are in the process, like you know, the the her, she had an experience, I had an experience, and you're at the point where listen, you're done with medical care because you're just tired you just don't get results to me for please reach out to her she is phenomenal um her website is great and she also has a podcast just listen in you know her podcast where can we find your podcast on your website or different you platforms? can find it on uh, my website or it's on itunes and spotify so it's called unleash your healing potential unleash your healing potential all right i'll probably, probably listening to you too <laughs> all right Lynn, anything else you want to give us one last message before we leave just you know remember the power of your mind and your thoughts in terms of your health so watch for those negative thoughts and try and shift your energy more towards what you want to believe is possible for yourself all right perfect thank you Ms. Lynn, for being here today it has been such an honor i will be following you and i'll be definitely picking up that book because you know there's I, I i'll probably be talking to you also about trying to get some sessions in with you about my pkd and all that fun stuff all right Ms. Lynn, thank you so much thank you